welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. That doesn't sound very gritty, but <laughs> I'm just playing around with my voice in different ways. Um, so how are you on this fantastic day? Uh, right now, at the time of this recording, the sun is out. It's a little cool for uh, June weather here in the Northeast, um, but I'm not complaining because uh, I know the heat and humidity will arrive very, very soon. Uh, so I hope wherever you are, you are able to find some beauty in the world. If you're not feeling so great, a confession, I was feeling kind of down uh, yesterday, feeling very extra sensitive and weepy. And I was like, <laughs> like at the drop of the hat, uh, you know, I would cry. Um, and today is different. So know that when you are in a space that feels hard or extra challenging or extra sticky, that it is temporary, that those are moments for you to pause, to go within, to notice what might be coming up for you, what kind of lesson might be learned or gained from it. Um, of course, during the experience of that, you're like, lady, I don't even want to think about educating myself or spiritually growing or whatever it is um, because you know you're in it right but just to hold on and to trust that things will continue to shift and change for you and um, you're not going to stay stuck there so if I tried recording this episode yesterday then you might have a different version of me which is why I deliberately chose to not record anything yesterday <laughs> otherwise I'd be sitting here crying to you guys <laughs> you know um and so no that is not my mission for this podcast uh but just know that yes I do have low days I do have hard days um and you just don't hear about it because the point of this podcast is to consider uh, spirituality and how it can help us grow and um, how we can also be activists in that practice, um, which brings me to the topic for today. But first, I want to pull a tarot card because I like the energies um, that come forward from the cards that help us frame today's episode. So... I shuffled my cards and I've got <laughs> the judgment card and it came reversed. It came upside down. So the shadow side of this card is coming forward. Uh, probably has something to do with what I just said. So let me read the shadow meaning of this card. Let me describe the card first. Um, it is a woman whose eyes are closed. Her head is thrown back. Her arms are 
um, raised where the elbows and the shoulders are about level with each other. She looks like she's offering up a prayer. Um, and she's, her face is tilted up to the sky. The sky, well, the, the sky itself is a, an aqua green, but there is a light coming from above. And there is an image above her, which is, I am presumed to be her soul self rising up from the human body um, because it's all silhouetted in white. It's just a white sketch and it looks, it looks amazing. It looks beautiful. And this is one of the, the things about podcasting. It's like, I can't show you this beautiful card, but you can imagine it. Um, and maybe one of these days I'll figure out how maybe we could share these images with you as well. Um, so here's the shadow side of the judgment card, which is number 20 in the major arcana. Self-doubt, hiding behind many masks, a need to let go of a shadow aspect of your story, denying yourself and your loved ones the experience of your true nature or essence. Ooh, hiding. Ooh, 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 ooh. Look at that. Okay. Okay, so my guess is the judgment uh, that we have for ourselves and how we make decisions and judgments about our decisions for other people. That's what I'm trying to say. So let's see what the guidebook says. You have judged others and have been judged yourself. Mm -hmm. And you are awakening to the understanding that the only approval that really matters is your own. Oh my gosh. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. So I'll say more about this. Are you doing your best with others and with yourself? It's time to shed any negative facades, drop the mask behind the mask, it may feel risky, yet this profound act of self-acceptance will unleash your absolute essence. You are light, shadow, matter, and consciousness. And you are a miracle. A miracle, yes. I mean, statistically, we can talk about how... Um, I, I think it's... I don't know. There's like some crazy number. Like, you are one in a four trillion chance of being born or some some craziness like that <laughs> I don't remember what it was one of my teachers mentioned it and I was like what we are miracles anyway uh, why then do you keep your true nature hidden away from the world this is a question I ask a lot both of myself and of others um, <clears throat> okay there's no way to really understand your full potential until you are open and honest with your own heart without judgment and this is a key because our external world thrives on judgment, right? Like if we look at social media, uh, we're judging what we see. We're judging the images that people put out. We're judging, you know, uh, <laughs> we're making opinions about people we don't even know sometimes. Like we follow accounts like celebrities or whatever. We're like, oh my God, I can't believe she's wearing that or whatever it is, you know? Um, yeah, so be open and honest with your own heart without judgment if you can. And it's hard because we've got this deep conditioning that we learned from the adults around us, from our parents or caregivers or grandparents, whoever it was, teachers, you know, and they were working with what they got. They, you know, they had limited knowledge. I mean, we in this day and age have a little bit more understanding and knowledge of how things work. Um, but I think they were trying to teach us or at least in their minds, like good from bad, right from wrong, like that kind of thing. But judging people on how they are being is not cool. Anyway, I digress. All right, let me get back to this and then I'll, and then I'll talk some more. Uh, to expand and evolve requires this colossal forgiveness of the self. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Forgive your beautiful soul. Accept your beautiful heart. As you do, you consciously answer the call of your highest self, and the vastness of your horizon will make itself available to you. And here's the mantra that comes with it. Hello, Essence. I invite you to show up every day. I invite my soul to shine unapologetically. Oh my God, I got all the chills on that one. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, so where do I begin? I'm like, like I got all these things I want to say and there's only the mouth that has one space for one sentence at a time. <laughs> Even though the thoughts are trying to jam up that hole, it's like a bottleneck. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Okay. So here's, here's, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. So why then do you keep your true nature hidden away from the world? Well, of course, because we have been judged growing up, we were judged for what we did or didn't do. Right. And that was a way for the people around us to teach us how to be a human being in the world. It was according to a certain structure, a certain way, like, this is what a good girl does. This is what a bad girl does. You don't want to be a bad girl, do you? You know, and it's often not, at least in my experience, it wasn't as gentle as that. It was, oh, you're, you've, you've moved out of the box of the good girl. You're going to get punished. You're going to get hit. You're going to get like, you know, physically abused. And, and I use abuse, um, I don't know. Abuse is a tricky word because yeah, I'm just going to say abuse. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> the reason we hide ourselves, our true selves away from the world was out of safety, right? Because we, if we showed ourselves like I did when I was a kid, if we showed who we truly were, then we would get punished for it. And as a little kid, you just want to be safe, right? I mean, the, the human instinct is survival right at the beginning. So from the age, from the time that you were born until about age seven, your subconscious is being formed. You don't know anything. This is why kids have no filters. You know, little kids, they'll say, oh, is that person fat? Like, why is that person fat? Or whatever it is. And it's not a judgment so much as it is an observation from kids. Um, <clears throat> why is she ugly? <laughs> I just hear little kids say things all the time but that's because they don't, they're exploring the world you know they don't they don't know any better and and so when your true nature is is met with resistance is met with opposition then you're like oh shoot I don't know how else to survive I better do what the people in charge are telling me to do because if I honor who I am I might get left out in the cold. I might not get fed. I might not have a house over my head. So I see who's in charge. I see who has the power, which is, which are the adults. And so I'm going to shrink myself and please them and appease them, you know, look for their approval. Um, because that is a safety tactic. That's a safety measure for me. Um, and so that, you know, that's one of the reasons we hide ourselves. So how can we now as adults understand that we are in charge of ourselves, that we have the power to provide for ourselves, that we can, you know, we are capable of feeding ourselves, of housing ourselves, of clothing ourselves for the most part. I mean, there are some who's still learning. <laughs> I mean, 
make I make light of that. Um, but we are adults who can keep ourselves safe. You know, it's it's really about doing inner child work and allowing our inner child to know and to feel safe in whatever our adult selves do. You know, so being our true selves is something you can't power your way through. Because I know there are some that are like, well, if I'm just my true self, I'm just going to go out and do whatever, whatever. But your system, your nervous system is going to go into like overload, berserk, like, what? Um, <clears throat> what are you doing? We've been doing all these these things for our entire lives just to be safe. And now we're not. We're going to be ourselves. What? Are you crazy? So, um, <laughs> so. I think that um, first we got to be gentle, right? If we're going to be our true selves, we got to be gentle. First, we have to name our true selves. Who are we? Who are we being? Who is, who, who is that true self, our most authentic self? We need to, to find that person to identify that soul self. And one of the things that you can do is journal on it. You know, just ask yourself questions like, who am I? If I had any wish in the world, who would I be? Like, what would I want to be doing right now? Money's not an option. Talent's not a thing. Like just, you know, if I could be and do and have whatever I wanted, because I had a genie that had, you know, one wish for me, what would it be? And all, more often than not, the dream, the, the one that you think is not possible because of, you know, practical brain or whatever it is, more often than not reveals who you are, who your true authentic self is. Um, because the things that we want are not by accident. The things that we want are put there by um, the divine intelligence. It's 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 our calling. It's who we are, you know. And it's funny because I mean, there's the example of the car that I use from time to time. Like I don't care about cars, but I know there are people who are obsessed with cars. They have a dream car. I don't have a dream car. I'm like, as long as it gets me where I need to go and I'm comfortable, cool. You know, I don't need the Tesla, for example, I don't need the Maserati or the Lamborghini or whatever it is, or the G wagon. I don't, I don't get excited about that. Right. But there are some people who do. And so that's why we all have different desires. And I feel like that leads us towards our greater calling. Um, you know, and if you're asking me like, well, what do material things have to do with our greater calling? I don't know. I mean, I'm still on that journey trying to figure that out, you know? So I, it's, it's not an, it's not a question I can answer, but it's definitely one I invite you to explore, to follow your desires. And I don't mean, you know, like, like I want to eat this entire half gallon of chocolate ice cream, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not necessarily an in integrity with your health needs for your physical body. But you know, what's the thing that you get so excited about? You're like, Oh my God. Okay. If you get excited about a half gallon of chocolate ice cream, then we need to take a deeper look at what it is that you desire. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yes, finding your true self, right? So journal on that. And then think about like, where you stopped being yourself like think about the little kid that you were I mean that's part of the, the inner child work there's a version of you the inner child the you who was like five years old who never got the support or the nourishment or the um the love that he or she needed at the time and so 
that version of you is still inside you. And so it's the inner child work. What that is, it's really about having a conversation with that inner child and <clears throat> and working through whatever, uh, you know, difficulties came through um, when you were when you were growing up, um, because if if you had a great childhood and you got all the love and the support then and you're like yeah I, I don't know what you're talking about then ask yourself am i doing the thing that lights me up am i being my most authentic self and if the answer is a resounding yes then you are freaking awesome you have found the holy grail um and yeah so you could just be listening to my podcast for fun i don't know <laughs> Um, but for those who are listening, we are on this journey of self rediscovery. <clears throat> so inner child work is, is something that helps us get back and connected to our, our divine essence. Um, but there was more in this card that I was, that I wanted to, to talk about. Um, oh, forgiveness to expand and evolve requires this colossal forgiveness of the self. So forgiveness for what well we are often our harshest critic right you know i i know this for myself for sure like i'll write a poem and i'm like oh yeah it's not that good it's just it's just whatever and all my friends are like are you freaking kidding me this is freaking awesome like what is wrong with you blah, 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 blah. you know <clears throat> and that's just me being hard on myself and i have become more aware of that and i'm working on it um and what i find is that Often when I downplay a poem where I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, it's okay. I'll let a few days go by and then I'll look at it again. And I'm like, oh yeah, actually this is pretty good. <laughs> you know, and that has to do also with the conditioning of women not being able to be confident, not get, not being allowed to be confident in our skills and our, in our gifts in what we can do. We can't, you know, we're often like told to downplay our successes. It's like, I don't know. It's like this self deprecation practice that we've been conditioned to do and to celebrate something, you know, like I wrote this really badass poem. It's like the, the reaction after that is like, Ooh, who does she think she is? Like, really she wrote it i don't think she wrote a good poem no uh -uh. or for me my inner voice used to say oh how egotistical of me how conceited of me you know meanwhile there are men all over the place who are doing these things left and right you know most of them are like half-ass qualified for whatever job they're applying for oh my gosh I saw something on LinkedIn the other day, this woman, she's like, I, I tried this experiment. She, she was like, I'm going in like a white guy. <laughs> she, she applied for this job that she was only half qualified for. She's like, I don't have all the qualifications. She's like, but I applied anyway. And, um, you know, they reached out to her, they scheduled an interview. So she did all the research on the company. She did like her homework, you know, thought of really smart questions to ask about the job and the company, whatever. And she did all, you know, she did all the work, but she only had half the qualifications. She was, you know, went in confident, even though she didn't have all the qualifications, she ended up getting the job. And I was like, see, we women need to stop holding ourselves back because we are capable of so much more. And 
we need to get rid of all of that self-talk that keeps us down. Um, because imagine what's possible. Imagine what we can really do if we're not held back, you know? And, and so forgiveness of self really means to acknowledge the critical self-talk that we have been running in our minds probably since birth. You know, I'm, I'm specifically talking about the women in my audience out there. I don't know if there are any men who listen, but I'm specifically talking about the women and our self-talk, you know, we need to forgive ourselves of that. Now that we're aware of it, we need to say, okay, that's where I was. I'm not going to beat myself up over it. We women are famous for beating ourselves up. Like, oh, I should have done that. Oh, I can't believe that. You know, like just acknowledge that there was a misstep or a mistake or whatever it is and then move on. You know, I mean, trust me, I am not immune to this because I also um, have been accused accused see this is terrible like that word accused just came forward no i have i have also fallen into that practice of self um of self-deprecation of beating myself up you know like oh i can't believe i didn't think of that before oh and i'm learning and working on just embracing the fact that there are no mistakes there are no missteps it is all information It's information that we can use to inform whatever the next step is going to be. And we learn as we go, you know, um, I, (laughs) I've been working on my business for my online business for two years now, and it's one misstep after another. Y'all don't know what happens behind the scenes, but there is a lot of, um, you know, learning, we'll say a lot of, oh, that didn't work. Oh, that worked. Oh, that, that didn't work. Um, and so, yeah, uh, owning a business definitely is the big classroom for learning how to be in the world, how to learn from our mistakes and not see them as mistakes, but more as information. Um, so yeah, so that's <clears throat> all what I wanted to say about the card. I have so much more that um, I want to share in this episode, but I think I want to save it for the next one because, well, actually, no, it, it, it does correlate. So in thinking about our judgments, right, of ourselves and of others, and this invitation to look at our own self-doubt, the, the need to let go of a shadow aspect of your story, the hiding behind many masks, and this, this one over here, denying yourself and your loved ones the experience of your true nature or essence. I'm thinking about that in terms of identity, right? So I've been talking about midlife, um, you know, where we are, what's happening. We're sort of in this, at this, this threshold of change, as I've been calling it. Um, and identity is a big part of it, right? It's like, who 
how who are we right now like what what who am i i don't even freaking know because i came from point a and i'm in the middle and i see point b over on the uh, across the way um and i'm gesturing and you guys can't see me i just i forget about this podcast i'm like stretching my left hand out for point a and my right hand out for point b and so we look at where we've come from who we are right now and where we want to go right and so this is what midlife is it's this it's this questioning it's this inquiry into wait a minute i had ideas of what i wanted to do with my life but now no like what like i don't know like what is this i don't know um <clears throat> and so I've been um, posting on social media about identity. Like all last week, I talked about, um, you know, living in the diaspora. Who are you? Where is your home? You know, and and then that final post, I, I, you know, shared that you already know who you are. It's just that we have a lot of messages from the external world coming at us and telling us who we're supposed to be. And it's, it's challenging to try to discern who you truly are in the noise, in the noise that social media, in the noise that is our culture that, and, and our racist structural society. I don't, so racial social structures. Is that, I can't, my brain is like, so here's my question. Okay, because I, I, I wrote, you already know who you are. And you do. Deep down inside, you know who you are. Other people will tell you who you are. You don't have to listen to them. Other people will try to put you in your place. You don't have to listen to them. And I understand that there are certain structures in place that continually remind you of who you are, right? But that doesn't have to be your reality. So I'm bringing this up because there was someone who um, made a comment on that post saying, yeah, that's good and all. It doesn't matter if you call it identity inquiry, identity crisis, whatever it is, capitalism is still going to hold us back. This is a man of color who, um, <clears throat> who shared this on, on my Instagram. And, and I know him, you know, we're, we're, we're friends and I, I think he was missing the point of my message because he brought capitalism in and said, it doesn't leave a choice for many. But if you look at that sentence, he's giving power to capitalism. My whole statement is that we have our power within ourselves to decide who we are being and how we choose to interact with the world, not the other way around. So he's, he's talking from the three dimensional perspective where capitalism doesn't leave a choice for many, but that's a limiting belief. Capitalism sucks. I am going to say that right off the bat. It is the structure that many of us live in right now. Are we going to let the structure dictate how we live? Are we going to let structure run the show of our lives? That's what I'm talking about. 
where are you going to use your power? Are you going to give it away to capitalism? Or are you going to choose differently? Are you going to choose to say, hey, all right, you know what? I can't change capitalism because it is the, it's a giant structure. Like I can't change it by myself, right? It's this huge juggernaut of a machine. But what can I, as an individual, what can I do about it for my life? Now, for a lot of folks, this may sound selfish. It's like, oh, what are you going to do for your life? Really? But you got to think about it, okay? If you can, as an individual, step into who you are being, into who you are, into your power, then others will see it. And then they will see that what they will see what's possible. They will see the example you are modeling. And then they will be inspired to do the same thing, to step into who they are, into their own power. You know, I think about all of the black women that I follow on Instagram, the nap ministry. Oh my God, she is freaking amazing. You know, Rachel Cargill, um, and some, and some others who I, <laughs> my brain is like on pause right now. Um, but they are all being themselves right? They feel called to step into this role of visibility and to say, Hey, like Nat ministry Bishop is awesome. She's like, y'all just go lie down. Just sit your ass out and go take a nap because that is activism. That is going to change the world. Why? Because who you are deciding who you are being, you are not going to go hustle after a job because that's what you're told to do. You're going to take a nap. You're going to rest. And then you're going to figure out how you are going to make money in a way that feels nourishing, in a way that feels sustainable, in a way that's not hustle and grind. And if y'all are like, well, what else is there? Why don't we pause, take a nap, listen to our dreams, go meditate, and let the answers for your questions come to you because we don't know what we don't know. I say this all the time. We don't know what's beyond our realm of knowledge unless someone shows us, unless someone says, Hey, come over here. Let me show you something. Did you know that this whole world exists over here? No, I didn't. Well, welcome. Come on over. And so who you are being allows you to open up your vision to see beyond what you know. It may not make sense in terms of your physical human body of being, but there are so many opportunities out there that are beyond what we see because what we see is a reality that's created by our beliefs, by our belief system. So if we think that capitalism is holding us back, that's what we're going to see. But if we see that there is abundance everywhere, there are opportunities everywhere for money to flow your way. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know the how, but you know that it's possible. Then that is going to be your reality. So I just thought his comment was interesting because he missed the point of my post. And I wanted to address it here. I wanted to, to clarify what I mean about identity. You know, it is, it is more than 
living in a system. Yeah, you live in a system, but what are you going to do about it? You have a a choice. You have the power of decision on how you're going to interact and respond to the system. You can change it by being you. You can change it by, you know, being an activist, by right connecting with your elected officials and talking to them about changing legislature. You can run for office in your local town. You know, start start small. You can just run for your freaking PTO. You know, where you where you get involved with the school and you get involved with the programs that the kids are subject to you know i mean you can start the change there there are so many options it's about being intentional with your decisions with how you interact in the world with who you are being the minute you let the system quote unquote the system dictate how you are in the world that's when you give your power away. That's when, when you start like, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. When you start complaining, right? Oh, the system's holding me back. It's keeping me down. You're giving your power away. What we need to remember is we have power. It's innate. Each of us has our power within us. It may not look like the power that you that you see out there in the world, you know, like power of the president or whatever, but you have the power to make decisions for yourself. You have a power, the power to respond, to educate yourself, to figure out ways to interact with this world. And, and it's not just about interacting with capitalism. It's learning beyond that. Because life is bigger than a social system. We're put on this planet for more than just surviving. That is the big lesson we need to learn. That's the big lesson we need to see and understand. You know, because we could have been born in a different era. We probably were. Or a different system. You know, so what are the lessons our soul needs to learn now in this time and place that we have landed in this human body therein lies the big the bigger question bigger than a system so yeah so moving from the judgment card in you know stop hiding stop hiding yourself step into who you are truly being who your soul essence is in your identity because then that will change and shift the social structures that this human body is living in whether you can see it yet or not it will it's about leaning into the trust of that yeah 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 so good so good okay so that is um that's where i want to leave you with today i want you to pause and ponder on that question um, and think about your identity because I, I, I really want to look into a little bit maybe the next episode I want to look into the, the idea of identity crisis like what does that even mean and what is that like in relationship to 
the larger world in terms of the human experience of being here on this planet in whatever society and social structure that you're born into. You know, what does that identity crisis look like? Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close the episode with one card. Um, I'm just gonna draw here, which is another major arcana card. It is uh, the chariot. Okay, and it is card number seven. And we have well it came reverse but I don't know if that's because of the way I flipped the card or whatever but that's how I looked at it so the shadow side of this card is lack of energetic focus lack of self-discipline going in the wrong direction a tendency to speed past the needs of others <laughs> oh my gosh it's so funny okay so here is what the guidebook says and I'll talk a little bit about that shadow side um the universe constantly gives us the opportunity to become the person we want to be. It's a magical time for taking inspired action. Mm -hmm. Push ahead with willpower and determination because you will get there. Remember, inaction is the same as deciding to stay still. The chariot reminds you that while you are on the way to your goal, you need to make decisions about your best path forward. If you feel pulled in two different directions, know that you will be able to coax both of these energies towards the same target. Charging ahead without paying attention to your path can sometimes be harmful to those in your wake. So take care not to trample on others on your way up the mountain. Choose the thing you really want. Focus your efforts and move swiftly. If you aren't sure what your direction is, then it's time to make some plans, align goals, and spark dreams. And here's the mantra. I choose who I am becoming and I run toward it with conviction and consistent motion. Woo! So, um, <laughs> the one, the one thing that stands out for me is going in the wrong direction. <laughs> it's like, uh, whoops. Uh, so just, you know, as I close out this episode, I want you to just take a look at where you are in this moment, who you're being in this moment, right? And ask yourself, all right, am I following my heart's call? Am I following the burning desire of my heart? Or am I just on autopilot? Am I just going through the motions? And when you figure out the answer to that, the next step is to ask who you are being in relationship to those. Are you playing it safe? Are you afraid to step into your true authentic self like the judgment card has called for us to be i don't know the pairing of these two cards feels really really good the cards never lie my friends they know the medicine we need at any given moment all right so i'll let you chew on that and maybe we will continue <laughs> and so my friends until next time the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Have a fantastic week. Namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge. 
spark joy in chaos by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.